Hello and welcome to The Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme. Our next story comes from writer, storyteller, and fellow podcast maker Amanda Hergott. In this story, Amanda explains how a teenage dalliance into drugstore thievery helped her hide a difficult but fundamental truth about herself. This story was shared in front of a live audience at Buntport Theater in Denver. The theme of the evening was nailing it. Um, so I went in a different direction with my interpretation of tonight's theme. Uh, my nailing it story is actually about fingernails and nail polish and the time I was arrested for shoplifting nail polish. Uh, This happened at a time in my life when I was definitely not nailing it, uh, back in high school. It must have been my junior year, I think probably January, it was very cold. And one random Thursday night, I woke up at around two o'clock in the morning, got in my car, drove down to the local 24-hour grocery store, and stole something. Like you do. And just, just to set the scene a little more here, like I was not a juvenile delinquent back in high school. Uh, this was very out of character for me. I was a really good kid. Um, I was the quiet type, nerdy, good grades, very few friends. I went to church, never got in trouble, always did what I was told. Teacher loved me. My parents trusted me. I was a good freaking kid. And now here I was sneaking out of the house in the middle of the night to go shoplifting. Which, by the way, is the absolute worst time to shoplift. <laughs> when you're literally the only person in the store. (laughs) Anyways, I walk around the store and browse around for a while, trying to look inconspicuous. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm looking for, but when I spot the nail polish, I decide that's what I want. I want to paint my nails. So I grab a random color. I'm pretty sure it was red or some shade of red. Stuff it in my pocket and head for the exit. And that's when a very large man stops me and tells me to turn around and get back in the store. It takes me a few seconds to realize what's happening, but he just sort of pushes me inside and calmly marches me back to the uh, manager's office. I start freaking out, apologizing, pleading with the guy to just let me give it back, but he's having none of it. He's calling the cops. So you're probably wondering why I didn't just buy the nail polish. Um, It would have cost like, what, $3? And the answer is yes, I could have paid for it. I had the money in my pocket but buying it just was not an option in my mind uh, for reasons that I'll explain later. It was also just um, something I was in the habit of doing. This was not the first time I ever stole anything. I was kind of a serial shoplifter by this point. Um, Over the past year or so, I'd gotten in the habit of stealing small items from large stores. And I was getting pretty good at it. I was like, this is easy. You can just take this stuff and nobody seems to notice. Um, which may have been why I was was a little overconfident in my abilities and thought I could get away with a daring midnight robbery. (laughs) The other thing is, um, at this time, I had no idea why I was doing this. Um, There was just some kind of strange compulsion driving me that I didn't understand. I needed these things, and stealing was the only way to get them. I did eventually figure out what that compulsion was, but again, we'll get to that. Anyways, back to the story. I got caught. They nailed me. Um... (laughs) I'm sitting in the manager's office, and my brain is shut down from fear and stress. Um, I'm in fight-or-flight mode, except I suck at both fighting and flying, so I just sit there and hyperventilate. The whole police thing is barely registering. Like, I don't really care that I'm getting arrested and maybe going to jail or whatever. I'm worried that my parents will find out. 
and that my family and friends and classmates and everyone in the world is going to know what kind of person I really am. Not just the nail polish, but all the other stuff too. I start wondering if I can somehow keep them from knowing, like there's all these crazy, crazy scenarios going through my head about maybe the cops won't call my parents. Maybe it's like a traffic ticket where they just sort of give you a fine and let you go. And I wanted to tell anybody. But because my brain is on overload, this is where my memory starts getting hazy. Um, I only have a few strong memories of what happened that night after getting hauled back to the manager's office. Uh, one of them is the interaction I had with the arresting officer. We're standing beside his car, and I remember the look on his face as he held up the bottle of nail polish and showed it to me. He was very confused, like he had no idea why I would even want this tiny thing. Uh, he asked me what I was going to do with it, and I was so ashamed I couldn't even talk, so I just sort of held up my hand and gestured toward it like, you know. And he, he squinted and rolled his eyes at me like that was the dumbest thing he ever heard. Um, after that, I was handcuffed and pushed into the back of his car. Um, he drives me down to the police station. I get fingerprinted. It's humiliating. And then they set me down on a bench in the hallway and call my parents. Um, I start panicking again. I can only imagine the scene at my house when the phone rings at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like nothing good can possibly be on the other end of that line. And I assume it was my dad who picked up. And he must have heard something along the lines of, uh, Yes, Mr. Hergat. This is the police. Your son has been arrested for shoplifting. And I should pause again real quick. In case it isn't obvious, uh, when I was 16 years old, I was their son. Um, at least that's what everyone believed. That's what I believed. Uh, turns out, nope, daughter. But um, <laughs> at the time, I was convinced I was a boy. Um, and that's why I was terrified about having to tell my parents why I was stealing nail polish. Because boys don't do that. They would hear about this, and then they would also learn about all the other stuff, the years of cross-dressing, the transformation fantasies, the weird internet searches, all of it. In fact, I remember sitting in that police station thinking it was I was actually lucky it was only nail polish, and they didn't catch me stealing tights or makeup or shoes or any of the other feminine items that I'd stolen over the years. Like, nail polish is bad enough. How do I explain high heels? Um, so to answer the question of why I didn't just buy these things, it's, it's because I was embarrassed to walk up to a cashier while holding them. Um, embarrassed is the wrong word, actually. Um, I was horrified by the idea that anyone, even a stranger, might think that I was the kind of person who did the things I was doing. And I hated myself for being that person. The only way I could cope with it was by staying in denial. And avoiding human contact in stores made it easier to avoid admitting that I wanted these things. In retrospect, yeah, cashiers really don't care what you're buying. Uh, maybe in the mid-90s, I would have gotten a raised eyebrow or a weird look from somebody. Um, but my ego was so fragile at that age that even that tiny judgmental look would have been devastating. It would have confirmed my worst fears and sent me to an even darker place than I already was. It would have made me confront what I was doing. Which is exactly what happened when the officer gave me that squinty-eyed look while holding up the bottle of nail polish. There was just this cascade of shame and guilt. It felt like I was one of those guys I saw on TV getting laughed at for wearing dresses. Um, I was the creepy fetishist that everybody hates. Maybe I was one of those gay people they talk about in church. And now I was sitting in a police station waiting for my parents to pick me up, knowing they would find out the truth about me. They would ask what I stole, they would ask why I wanted nail polish, and I didn't have an answer that would be acceptable for a 16-year-old boy to give. I literally had no idea why I was doing any of this. I had no idea what to tell them.
if I had understood what I was doing at the time, which I didn't, and if I had had the right words to express how I felt, which I didn't, and if I had had the courage to say those words out loud, which I absolutely did not, here's what I would have said. I stole nail polish because I wanted to paint my nails. I want to see what it's like to have pretty hands. And while I'm at it, I also want to shave my legs and have long hair and wear skirts and grow breasts. I want to find out what it's like to be a girl. I want to be a girl. But I can't. And I hate myself for wanting to because everything I see and hear in the world tells me that what I'm doing is wrong. But for some reason, I can't stop doing it. I'm scared and don't know how to handle any of this. But I said none of that. As it turns out, I didn't have to say anything. My dad showed up at the station, and the last memory I have of that night is the look on his face the moment he saw me. It was this angry glare and a pointed accusatory finger that I knew meant, you are in deep shit, young man. I just looked down on my hands in shame, and then we drove home in silence. I went to school the next day. My parents grounded me. They took me to my court date. They taught me that stealing is wrong. But they never asked me why I did it. They never asked why I wanted that item in particular. I was very relieved and very grateful. A few months went by and nobody seemed to care. I started to hope that my shameful secret could stay hidden forever. And it did. For 20 years, I continued doing everything in my power to avoid thinking about it. And eventually things got bad enough that I finally had to confront it again, and I came out as transgender. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, at one point, shortly after I told my mom, she remembered that shoplifting incident and called me to ask if this whole trans thing had anything to do with my juvenile record. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, it sure did. <laughs> and I actually found myself feeling grateful that I got caught because it became evidence. My family was very surprised when I came out. They never saw me as a feminine person. I tried very hard to make sure nobody ever saw me that way. Being arrested gave me something I could point to and say, see, look, this is not a new thing. Remember back in high school? That's how long I've been trying not to be this way. But I am this way. And now here I am, telling this story to an entire audience after 20 years of not telling it to anyone, ever. It feels good to unburden myself like this. I can finally be honest with the world. I don't have to steal nail polish anymore. <laughs> now I can buy it whenever I want. The Narrators is produced by Ron Doyle and me, Aaron Rollman, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sydney Crane. Karen edited this episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast. You can listen for free anywhere you get your podcasts. Our live shows take place every third Wednesday of the month in Denver. For more information than past episodes, please visit our website, thenarrators.org. 
As always, we would like to thank our sponsors, Buntport Theatre Company, Illegal Pete's, From the Hip Photo, and Great Divide Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whale Hawk, and we would also like to thank the Milk Blossoms, who provided the outro music that you are listening to right now. You can find a link to their music in the show notes for this episode. We'll be back next Friday with another true story. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Yeah.